welcome to our sparring session. Before we start, I want to tell you a little bit about the scenario. So the majority of our listeners are from the US, of course, but the second most popular country for us is in Australia. So in this role-playing scenario, I wanted to give an example that might be close to their hearts. And also, I want to give a disclaimer too. In these sparring sessions, don't listen to what I do. Listen to what our guest does. Because my goal in these conversations is to become the embodiment of your worst nightmare. Somebody who is unnaturally persistent and a little bit socially awkward. And I want to make it tough because my goal in these conversations is to make it more difficult than it would ever be in real life. So when you encounter these types of situations, you'll know exactly how to handle it. And we do the exact same thing with our coaching. In addition to giving advice, we also do these role-playing scenarios so you can practice. So no matter what happens in real life, it won't be as bad as what we give you in, in these practice sessions. So again, if you're interested in getting that free coaching session, check out the link in the description or go to AmericanNegotiationInstitute.com slash coaching. So with this scenario, typically you would only have to say no once or twice, but I kept going to make it more difficult for Reagan, and she handles it really well. She stays firm, and she even utilizes a little bit of humor to deflect. Let's get it started. Hey, what's up, Reagan? How's it going? Hi, Kwame. Nice to see you. Good to see you, too. I'm glad you're able to make it today. I have this awesome opportunity that I think will be perfect for you. I know this is going to be perfect for you. Oh, tell me, what is it? Cool. Okay. So I'm on the board of the National Koala Bear Society and uh, we have this opening. And as you know, this is the world's largest koala bear conservation society. And um, this is a really prestigious position within the environmental community. And so they said, hey, we have this one position that's opening up on the board. And if anybody knows somebody, give recommendations. And I raised my hand. I told them, listen, I don't want anybody else taking this position. I know the person. I'll be back with you in three days, and she'll say yes, I guarantee it. So here it is. Kwame, what an incredible honor. I'm so thrilled that you thought of me. Tell me, what is the time commitment for this board position? Time commitment is not bad at all. We meet once a month. Even though it's we're based in D.C., you can just call in. And then one time during the summer, we require that everybody comes in for a joint meeting. But that's it. Once a month over the, over the phone. You know what? I am so flattered that you thought of me. I am going to have to decline this opportunity. I go offline for the summer with my family and I wouldn't be able to make that. And if I can't be 100 percent in, I would prefer to say no. But I can give you a couple names of people that would probably be thrilled to be considered. Well, how about this? I'm really close with the president. What I could do is we could excuse you from making that summer commitment this year, and then maybe we, we see what happens next year. But yeah, if that's the one thing that's getting in the way, then don't sweat it. We can pass on it, and then we could see what happens next year. You know, I, I want to be so sensitive of your time. And again, I appreciate it, but this opportunity isn't right for me at this point in my life. Why not? I simply don't want to devote the time or the energy. But again, I thank you. And I know that you will try to persuade me all day long. And let's just save you the time and the energy. And again, I, I so appreciate your thinking of me. Oh, man. Okay. This is so awkward because I I told the board that you were going to say yes for sure. And, and now this is going to make me look terrible. Kwame, not my problem. 
<laughs> you go on and on. I know. I, I, I love it. <laughs> so funny. But, you know, that is the reality is that so many times during these, I mean, role play or real, people don't want to hear no. And I even actually was probably a lot more kind than I typically would be. I knowing if I was sitting across the table from you, I would be like, wrap it up. This is not happening. You know, yeah. um, be more grateful <laughs> because we're, we're friends, you know, in the, in this type of setting. But um, I think, you know, just the importance of sticking to your guns. Mm-hmm. That's the message is whatever it is that you feel your gut feeling, whatever your reason is, that's reason enough. Five years ago, I probably would have said yes, and I would have regretted it and dreaded every single like month that meeting. And then I would be so thrilled when my board commitment was over. And so a quick no is a lot easier than a painful and long yes to <laughs> yeah. something, right? So it's so much easier to say no and then have somebody feel disappointed for five minutes, if that, than it is to say yes and for you to regret it. Because the truth is, is that when people don't think about us and our decisions as much as we think that they may. So in our minds, we create these stories about how disappointing we are going to be to all these people we say no to, when in fact, they don't care. They're just trying to find somebody to fill a specific void that you know they're in charge of filling. And if you say no quickly, it allows them to move to next and get the right person. Exactly. And I loved how you used humor too, because I think that's a great way to get the point across while softening it in a way that doesn't affect the efficacy of your message. Yes, I agree. And it makes people feel at ease if you're able to use it. Definitely. Yeah, this was, this was really good. And another thing too that I think can make this whole process of saying no in these types of situations so difficult is let's say you run into a jerk like me (laughs) who keeps pushing unnaturally hard in these situations. It's important to make this switch that you've made it abundantly clear that this isn't a good opportunity for you. And this person has made it abundantly clear that they don't care about you. And so now we've reached a dynamic of the relationship where you are working hard to soften the blow for them, but they don't treat you with the same level of regard. I was going to say what's interesting about that is if they're showing you that level of, I don't respect your boundaries, think of what would happen if you said yes. Mm -hmm. Because I guarantee you that one meeting a month would be a lot more than you signed up to do. And it would be committees and hours and hours of work because they've already showed you that they don't respect your boundaries. Absolutely. And here's a tip for somebody who's out there who says, this is endlessly awkward. Okay, now I understand how to do it. It doesn't make it any easier for me to do it (laughs) in execution. How do I get that confidence? One mental shift you can do is to not be yourself. So let's say I'm the person having trouble doing this. Now I'm no longer Kwame. I'm Kwame's attorney. So what would Kwame's attorney protecting Kwame's time do? Okay, I'm I'm going to do that. And so sometimes stepping outside of yourself can really make you a more persuasive advocate uh, for your own interests. Yes, I love that idea. That's a great trick. Yeah, one of my favorite negotiation books is the... um, I believe it's called Warrior Within by Ariel Fox. Phenomenal book. And it doesn't really go too much into the X's and O's behind negotiation. It talks about you as a negotiator. 
trying to get her on the show, but she is a very busy woman. <laughs> but um, but yeah, one of the things she says is that there are different versions of yourself within you, and some of them show at different times. So for example, with my mother, she is very protective of me and my brother. We are adults, well into adulthoods. Um, and I'm an attorney. It's like, hey, mom, guess what? You raised me well. I can handle myself. <laughs> you don't need to protect me anymore. But she's your mama. Exactly. But what's always going to do that? What's interesting, though, is when you take that same ferocious protector and change the object of protection and make it herself, she's a lot less protective. Yeah. Yeah. And so for her, what she should do is pretend that when she is protecting her own interests, that she's protecting our interests. And it'll create a mental scenario where she is protecting herself with more vigor. Now, have you shared that with her and has she tried it? Huh. <laughs> <laughs> because if not, I think we should have her on the show. I know. Oh, you know what's funny? This is really interesting. Because now whenever it's a situation where her interests need to be protected, I just kind of take it out of her hand and say, okay, let me handle this. I become her <laughs> her parent. That's interesting. Yeah. 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 Well, you know what? It sounds like she may also need to shed her shoulds. I think so. I do tell her that one. I do tell yeah. her that one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Oh, this is cool. Oh, my goodness. This has been a good one. This has been a really good one. I hope you enjoyed that episode. If you're finding this information helpful, please leave a review and subscribe. My goal is to teach these skills to as many people as possible. And leaving a review helps our search results, which helps us to reach more people. And remember, negotiation is where persuasion and problem solving meet. So if you ever have any questions or need help with specific situations, feel free to reach out to me. I'd love to help. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have a great week, and I'll catch you in the next one.